Two years ago, Americans watched in horror as a crisis unfolded at the Kabul airport. She was tear gassed and beaten. Images of thousands desperate to escape Taliban oppression filled our news feeds. More than 80,000 Afghans made it to America. But the story didn't end there. It was very cold. There was no power, no heat. Who would help our newest neighbors? I'm Andrea Smartin. In Stranger Becomes Neighbor, you'll hear the stories of some remarkable refugees who left their homes and their dreams behind only to start over from zero. Their only possession was three blankets. And you'll meet Americans who stepped up to help them. You want me to come when you deliver your baby. What can one person do in the face of an international disaster decades in the making? That's Stranger Becomes Neighbor. Find us at kslpodcast.com, follow us on Apple Podcasts, or anywhere else you listen. Small businesses bring Utah together. They inspire goodness and connect communities. These are their stories from Mighty Main Street, brought to you by the Utah Office of Tourism and Visit Salt Lake. Here's our host, Chris Redgrave, on KSL News Radio, 102.7 FM and 1160 AM. Mighty Main Street on KSL, the faces and places of Utah. This business show features interviews with our small business community that make us proud while driving our Utah job market. We're supported by Utah Office of Tourism and Visit Salt Lake. I have Matt Caputo with me today. Thank you so much, Matt, for joining us today. And this is Mighty Main Street, and it's underwritten by Visit Salt Lake and Utah Office of Tourism. Visit Salt Lake asked me to give you a call, and it's such a pleasure to touch base with you again and find out what is going on and, and the changes that you went through because of COVID. And we're talking about the fact that the spirit of your team and their camaraderie really starts with leadership, and it's your example and your family's example. And you're bringing out the best in people. And I, I, you know what? I've been on planet Earth for a while. I've worked for a lot of people, and I I can just sense good leadership when I when I hear it and when I'm around it. I loved what you said about your team's development of the spirit of hospitality, especially when you think about what the hospitality business is going through right now. It's it's tough. It's tough to find people. It's, uh, you know, and especially in the state of Utah, because our unemployment rate is so low. And what you've done, I mean, we've got to figure this out. We have, we're going to have to dissect this, Matt, because what you've done, <laughs> you've, you've made hospitality cool. You've made it cool. Your servant, you have. Your servant leadership style is making hospitality cool. And people want to be in service to others. And at the end of a work day, it doesn't even feel like work because of that type of interconnectedness. And I'm really impressed with that. We're, we're going to have to we're going to have to study you a little bit more. Tell <laughs> tell me what your some of your I know I know you had some real changes with um, with COVID last year, and I think it was your online classes. It was one of the biggest ahas. Tell us what you learned yeah. from our situation last year. How did your business change? And then I've got to hear about what happened with your online classes and how they expanded. Yeah, I mean, we we had to change so much. Obviously, like uh, every other restaurant, we had to close our dining room so all the markets stayed open. You know, more than half of our revenues, especially at certain locations, was was the dining room. So that was a a huge blow. And and my heart goes out to you know restaurants and bars, particularly and event you know places that were they didn't have a market like I had to fall back on. Um, I, I can only imagine what they went through. So we feel really lucky, but you know we did have to. to figure out what we were going to do with all those people. And we were very lucky we didn't furlough or terminate anybody. Uh, we were able to repurpose them uh, for we had online sales that just blew up. You know, we started offering um, free delivery. You know, you want a sandwich? Great. We'll deliver it. For, we would basically just do anything to keep people, you know, connected. 
with these foods that we sell, free shipping, you know, we offered free shipping via FedEx or USPS um, on, on all online orders. And people really were there for that. You know, they, they, they were scared and, and a lot of people didn't think it was safe or the prudent thing to do to, to go out, out and be in public. But the online orders really saved us. So we turned our dining room into uh, literally packing and fulfillment centers and repurposed, you know, cheesemongers became delivery drivers and, and uh, you know, chefs became order packers. And, and they did it with a smile. No one, no one. It was just like, yep, this is we're just going to do what we need to do and we're going to get through this. And and so we went, uh, took a lot of our offerings into the online shipping and delivery model, but the one you mentioned that was one of the biggest ahas was, you know, we did a lot of classes at our stores before, you know, wine and cheese tastings, you know, chocolate appreciation courses, full-blown cooking classes, you name it. We were doing like, you know, four to five of those a week at our stores and we couldn't do that anymore. So I don't know when, about a month into the, the whole madness, we, we had a uh, meeting with our director of education, her name, uh, Adri, and she, um, you know, I said, hey, could we do an online version where we'll get people on Zoom and mail the stuff to their door? So they, as we're talking about it, they can be tasting it from the comfort of their own home. And, you know, to her, to, that was my idea. But her, to her credit, she's like, yep, we're going to do that. And she knew I had my, you know, a dumpster fire in every corner of my life at that time trying to keep our business afloat and uh, keep everybody in their jobs. And she just did it. And they are absolutely thriving. Still to this day, we're doing, you know, six or seven private classes for, you know, big corporations doing, you know, they have all these budgets to entertain their clients and their, their, their staff, uh, but they haven't up until very recently felt comfortable, you know, going out to restaurants, taking them to convention centers, things like that. So our online classes, you know, is really, really booming still, even when people are now going back out to restaurants, thank goodness, it's, it's still just as big as it ever was, which is, you know, a testament to Adri and the experience that she has created online that doesn't feel like just another Zoom meeting. It truly feels like a, an experience and a fun one. Psychologically, it seems like the American society has really changed and shifted. Uh, not only are people looking for a hybrid example from a workplace standpoint, you know, there's an appreciation for family now. I mean, for the most part, uh, and also an appreciation for savoring our time a little bit more instead of this, we're just so busy being busy. You know, we're just doing all of our doings. And uh, and it's and I think people, I think they're making a shift. I would not be surprised, Matt, if this continues to grow and be successful because we've kind of, we've discovered our homes and we've discovered tucking in and, and, uh, and cooking. I mean, it's, you know, I have to get over the what's for dinner I mean, I really have to get over that. I've got to have to break. I need a class, Matt. I, you know, I'm so stuck with that, like the four dishes that I make. My poor husband, I've got to do something different. <laughs> I really do. I, I, I need a class. I'm so excited about your success and how, how you're continuing to grow. What does the future look like? Where do you see your organization in the next, let's just say, two to three years? You know, we, we have a, a pretty solid plan for that during this whole just apocalypse, you know, we had to do a lot of soul searching and, and really think about what's important to us and, and really think about what our purpose here is. And um, for Caputo's, that is fighting to preserve the food traditions of our ancestors. You know, there's a lot of really beautiful things that come from recipes, uh, traditionally made foods, old world style agriculture that, um, you know, cause us to gather around the table and do what you talked about, slow down. 
die with all these things you feel like you have to do. But food can be this really incredible thing that, that, that you know, uh, helps the right kind of farms to do things the right way and, and allows us to, to, you know, work on uh, paying our people what they need to make a living wage. Not just, not just the bare minimum, but to actually have a career in doing something they love in food. So, you know, we feel like we're trying – there's a lot wrong with our food system and the way it's been working in America for the past, let's say, 50 to 60 years. And Caputo's is truly working to try and change that model. And maybe we won't change it for the, you know, we're shooting for the stars. We realize that and maybe tilting at windmills. But you know what? We're going to change it for our crew or we're going to die trying. And we're going to change it for a few of these these suppliers that we love. We, can, we can't make the difference for all of them, but we can make the difference for some. One of the things, Matt, that I've noticed about your attitude and the same with your father and your family's attitude is how much you support local Local is so important to you. I, I mean, it's got to be – I mean, obviously you import goods. I mean, you know, because of yeah. – yeah, your deli, and, and that's something that you're proud of as well. And that also connects us to our old world, especially the beautiful European everything. Um, and But I love your attitude about local. How do you stay in touch with or discover new local vendors, like a new farm that opens up or new new cheeses that are made or whatever the case may be? Oh, gosh, I don't know. How does a, how does a comic book geek discover a new – superhero you know i don't know you're just immersed in it you find we're we're immersed in food it's everything i think of you know when i when i go on vacation and you know most people are reading you know novels about mystery or whatever you know there's nothing wrong with that but i I just love food so i'll be you know reading a cheese book or a chocolate book so uh whether it's my free time on social media or reading books i'm just immersed in it and and that's you know the way the way that we find it Matt, it is such a pleasure once again. I, I'm inspired. I have to take an online class. Maybe you could Please. have yes, maybe you could have an online class for those of us that are food stuck. We could just call it are you food stuck? Are you repeating <laughs> the same recipes over and over again? Uh, I got news for you. All all of them are. <laughs> <laughs> I'm definitely gonna sign up for one. It's been such a pleasure, Matt. Thank you so much. You wanna give us a website so folks know where to go to sign up for classes and to get some yeah. of your incredible items? Yeah, please. Uh visit us at caputos dot com. C A P U T O S dot com. All the best to you and Elena and your mother Mary and the family and your wonderful staff. Matt Caputo, thank you so much from Caputo's Market in Delhi. All the best to you, Matt. My pleasure. Thank you, Chris. Check out our interviews on the podcast page of kslnewsradio.com. I'm Chris Redgrave, host of Mighty Main Street. Stick around for more stories on KSL Radio. Two years ago, Americans watched in horror as a crisis unfolded at the Kabul airport. She was tear gassed and beaten. Images of thousands desperate to escape Taliban oppression filled our news feeds. More than 80,000 Afghans made it to America. But the story didn't end there. It was very cold. There was no power, no heat. Who would help our newest neighbors? I'm Andrea Smartin. In Stranger Becomes Neighbor, you'll hear the stories of some remarkable refugees who left their homes and their dreams behind only to start over from zero. Their only possession was three blankets. And you'll meet Americans who stepped up to help them. You want me to come when you deliver your baby. What can one person do in the face of an international disaster decades in the making? That's Stranger Becomes Neighbor. Find us at kslpodcast.com, follow us on Apple Podcasts, or anywhere else you listen.